0: When's the best time to start having small talks with kids about underage drinking? It's not when they get their driver's license, or even when they start going to parties instead of sleepovers. It's around age eight, yes, eight, when children start to form their first real opinions about alcohol. Don't let them figure it out alone. Having a lot of small, casual talks while you're making dinner, watching TV together, or running errands can make a big difference in a kid's health. It's easier than you think. Get talk tips, facts, and more at smalltalkswi.org. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Prevention Connection, where we talk to people about alcohol, tobacco, and drug misuse prevention. I'm Emmy Reiner, coordinator of the Jefferson County Drug-Free Coalition and podcast host. On today's podcast, I'm happy to introduce you to two guests who will talk about the new campaign to prevent underage drinking in Wisconsin. It's called um, the Small Talks Campaign. So today I have with me Allison Weber, She's the prevention coordinator at the Wisconsin Department of Health Services and the project manager for the Small Talks campaign. And we also have Josh Scourin. He's the communication strategist for public health behavioral change campaigns at KW2, an advertising firm. Both of you um, have basically been the brains behind this campaign. So I'm so glad you could join us today.
1: Yeah, thank you for For having having us.
0: So this is a really timely campaign, because as you know, April is Alcohol Use Awareness Month, and um, many coalitions, just like ours, are sharing a lot of information about um, alcohol misuse prevention, but a lot of times our focus is on underage drinking, and um, just to put it into context, you know, we're um, a full year into the pandemic, and so things are kind of getting back. To normal, you know, kids are going back to school, and there's still graduation coming up. So, you know, we're not really sure how it's all going to play out. But I think this message um, is still really important. So, um, we want to share, you know, as a campaign, as a coalition um, about the Small Talks campaign. So I'm hoping that um, you can tell us more about the Small Talks campaign and why it's important. Who would like to
2: start? Well, I can start, Amy. Thank you so much for inviting us to be part of this. It's really helpful for us to get this message out to people around Jefferson County and hopefully beyond. Um, the campaign began right about the same time as the pandemic. So, you know, we have been promoting it throughout the year. It wasn't a, as big of a launch as we had hoped because of other things that were taking precedence. So. We're using April Alcohol Awareness Month to um, promote this campaign and add some special features to it. But it started uh, after years of research, a couple of years that we, we, you know, did some uh, focus groups and talked to prevention professionals around Wisconsin to see what they would like to have in a campaign uh, for underage drinking prevention and this is the product of a lot of conversations and focus groups um so it really comes from the prevention professionals um, and their feedback across wisconsin so it's a campaign to um as we said to prevent underage drinking and although there have been really encouraging trends nationwide um you know underage drinking decreased about 6% across the country between the years of 2013 and 2017. Wisconsin, however, has seen only a 1% drop um, and has since really plateaued. So it is still a really important um, thing to pay attention to. In Wisconsin, we have a very unique drinking culture here. Uh, So that's another reason that uh, it was really important to us to pay attention to this and to continue to try to prevent underage drinking. Um, You know, there are a lot of consequences to young people Mm -hmm. when they drink underage. Um, There are a lot of physical, social, and emotional consequences. It impacts brain development Um, for those under 25. As as most uh, people know, the brain continues to develop until the age of 25. It doesn't stop when you become an adult at 18. Um, so we included a lot of information about that, which I think is really important for parents and caregivers to to read and understand, um, as a parent myself, that one is one of the things uh-huh. that makes the biggest impact on me, um, and talking to my children, um, mental health is another consequence. So depression and suicide are, um, rising among youth who drink underage. Um, there's increased risk-taking. Um, you know, youth are, are really risk-takers anyways. Um, so, you know, underage drinking uh, really increases those uh, risk-taking behaviors as well. And 90% of underage drinking is binge drinking. So that is really a shocking um, statistic. The good thing, though, is that parents and caregivers of youth and other role models in their lives can really make a difference. So having these small, casual conversations with them really keeps them feeling connected and supported, and helps them make healthy choices. Um, these conversations are not that one big talk, but they're you know continuing to have these small talks with their, your your uh, the youth in your life. Um, over time and just continuing that that conversation. Some research um, that we conducted across the state with partners, parents, and caregivers um, identified that that one big talk is really uh, stressful and puts too much pressure on parents and caregivers. So this is offering people resources and tools to have these many, many small conversations and not have that big pressure or stress that's related to that one big talk. Um, so this campaign is a real approachable and non-judgmental campaign that encourages you know, parents and caregivers to keep at this, keep doing it. Um, not just that one big talk, um, many, many small talks and in many different uh, situations where you are uh, have that moment with your child or your um, the youth in your life, if you're a coach or a teacher or, you know, uh, with a faith-based organization, um, an aunt or uncle, mm-hmm. anything like that, um, it gives we give talk tips to to everyone so they can really you know get some ideas on how to begin these conversations and how to continue them. Um, and again, it uh, launched about a year ago in April of 2020, and has had really overwhelming support from our state coalitions and our community partners in prevention.
0: Yeah, thanks, Allison. Um, so many great points there. Uh, I'm so glad you talked about um, you know, how you're also educating parents too about the you know the impact of alcohol use on brain development um, for you know youth under age 25 or young people under age 25. Um, just because you know, as you were saying, it, we're a very heavy uh, alcohol use state, and a lot of parents, you know are sort of okay with, you know, giving their children alcohol, you know, under their supervision and things like that. But I think it's it's good to just empower parents with that knowledge about um, what alcohol use does to the young person's body. Um, so they can really make those informed decisions if that's what they choose, but... Um, but yeah, this, this resonates uh, with me as well, cause I have uh, two, two um, children who are in high school. So um, they obviously get a lot of practice, but I, I really think um, empowering parents with this idea that we don't have to have a big talk, you know, is really is really less intimidating. So um, that, that makes it helpful for, you know, people with even younger children, you know, to just get started and get that practice in. Um, I guess. Yeah. But I also wanted to point out too, um, since, you know, we're in Jefferson County, um, our, you know, our youth um, alcohol use is, I think, you know, going down similarly to other places in Wisconsin. But, you know, we still have 33% of high school students who drank in the last 30 days, you know, according to our most recent um, survey. So, I mean, that's still quite a lot of high school students who drink on a regular basis. so um, I think it's important to just keep having these conversations otherwise you know we'll, we're at risk of having those percentages kind of you know creep up or just kind of stay, stay the same. And um, yeah, and like you were saying, binge drinking is so common um, among young people um, and you know like you're saying so many um, consequences. With high risk activities and injuries, you know, um, so so that's great. Yeah, the small Talks campaign is really is really important for all these reasons. Um, so okay, so the the campaign is called Small Talks, and I know you um, you talked about why that's important, but um, why is you know having these short conversations so important for young children?
1: I'll jump in here. Uh, so the the main approach with the campaign uh, in promoting behavior change really focuses on attainable and easy actions uh, that that parents can take. You know, we you mentioned previously that uh, parents are oftentimes uh, held with this responsibility of uh, being a, a good role model, having all the answers, and it puts a lot of pressure and stress on sit, uh, situations where they have to be the perceived. And that could be overwhelming and sometimes debilitating for parents. So the aim that we took was really uh, research-based uh, about the impact and influence that parents and caregivers have uh, on um, uh, children's choices about underage drinking. So really, instead of having that one big talk, uh, being able to portion it out into a series of smaller talks uh, throughout the development of children's lives, you know, uh starting early and often uh as early as age eight, uh kids begin uh um uh, coming up with their own uh ideation of what drinking is they they see it through uh TV, movies, and radio. They see their uh, parents and people in the community drinking. You look at uh birthday parties uh in Wisconsin, children's birthday parties, and uh it's it's hard pressed, but you're gonna see uh drinking there. So it's just like this environment that really culminates this. So starting early and often really sets that life up for uh, positive decision-making and choices that that kids uh, can make. Uh, and really, these, these small talks, what it does, uh, we alluded to it earlier, it really creates that uh, scenario of trust and um, connection between kids. And really, it opens up conversations even beyond alcohol. So thinking about uh, these small talks, it could be uh, kids talking about their mental health, their experiences, their interactions with friends, other substances as well, where parents and caregivers and role models could really become trusted uh, sources of knowledge uh, about these um, in these settings.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like that um, that you mentioned that it really promotes um, just relationship building with your child. Um, you know, you don't always have to talk about drugs and alcohol, but you maybe you want to just talk about their friends or, you know, their hopes, fears and dreams, you know, and just getting to know who they are as people so that you're really um, addressing, you know, their mental health and ho- how they're doing, you know, especially during the pandemic, too. Um, seems like that that's always a good thing to check in with your kids and see how they're doing in school and and keeping up in that. But, um, Um, Josh, as you were saying that, you know, the big talk, I know I've tried doing that too. And, um, I just see, you know, kids like scattering in all directions. Um, and so (laughs) it's just really good for me to just know that, you know, I don't have to sit down with them. And, um, and occasionally, you know, now we're at a grocery store or something like that. We'll have to walk through tons of shelves of alcohol, you know, just, um, get through the store and I'll just kind of point that out to them that you know this is the kind of marketing they do to kind of normalize alcohol use and things like that um and you know I I do work in this field so I do know about that but um just um mentioning you know how alcohol is even offered to them at um family gatherings you know we we talk about that because um I just let them know how uh you know how there's so much pressure um not just with youth but with adults to you know give kids alcohol before they're of age i mean it is you know there are so many opportunities but um
1: yeah that's a really good point i mean and i think one of the most uh what i've seen uh with working closely with this campaign and and learning more about this environment and underage drinking in general is it's really uh helped model my behavior Kids are impressionable, and uh, as parents, we have to be those positive influences in, in kids' lives. Uh, so uh, it's being um, uh, responsible uh, when I'm drinking, being able to uh, uh, know that it's okay, but do it in moderation. You know, exhibit and demonstrate those good behaviors to uh, your children because they have to do pick up on those.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think um, also parents are um, less likely to talk about alcohol as opposed to other drugs because I I think that sometimes people don't think about alcohol as a drug, but you know, as you know, it's it's one of the most addictive drugs there is. Um, And so I think this is really important to let them know. Yeah, let's talk about alcohol just like we talk about cigarettes or vaping. and that kind of thing. So I think this really helps, um, kind of bring that back. And and like you were saying too, yeah, it, this really encourages parents to um, model some really good behavior too that they want to see in their own children. Um, so these small talks that we're talking about, um, what age should parents start having these conversations?
2: Um, sure. Uh- I know a lot of people would think this is kind of crazy, but you know, research shows that by the age of 13, 65% of Wisconsin kids have tried alcohol. That's kind of shocking. Um, But research also shows that kids start forming their opinions about alcohol around the age of eight, which for some people sounds really young, but it's true. you know, we're we're influenced by a lot of media, whether it's television, radio, music, social media, you know, kids are, are seeing this stuff a lot younger than they used to, but age eight is when they start forming their opinions. So we recommend starting these conversations with, with kids as young as age eight. Um, we offer lots of materials that cover different age groups and how um, parents can, can form their conversations about underage drinking. So the younger kids eight, you know, the little bit older tweens and then teenagers. So we have different conversation starters for all of those age groups and kind of a little bit of information on, you know, what kids are, what kind of stage of development they're in at those ages. Um, so it really, really helps parents and caregivers to start those conversations after you kind of See what age your child is, what are the stages of development they're going through, and how you should form these conversations at that age for them to best understand and, and, you know, keep that information. So it's not like you're starting with an eight year old with some kind of information that's way too um, difficult or above their stage of development to understand. Um, So those are super helpful for parents and caregivers to think about and to use when they start these conversations.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that um, in the past it seemed like we were thinking middle school and maybe high school, but now you know we really are seeing that young people, as early as age eight, are starting to form their opinions about alcohol use. I mean, obviously they see it being used among people around them, so. I think it makes sense for um, us to start at the elementary school age child Um, and you know I think we sort of um, don't realize how you know how sophisticated their thinking is even at that age and how they're forming all their opinions so that's that's really great and um, you know when I think about the gaming and the tv and the social media you know it's hard to know what all the you know, references they're seeing and all the ads and how that influences them too. So um, I think that the earlier we can start the better. And if that's what the research shows, um, that's great that you have that resource for parents um, on how to do that. Um, so speaking of just resources that um, parents can go to, for, for this information, um, Josh, do you, can you tell us about um, where parents like like us can go and um, find information about small talks? You know, get these tips.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we have uh, our campaign website, smalltalkswisconsin.org, uh which is a real, a really a resource that uh, contains so much information for having these these conversations. It's uh, focused on informing, uh, giving parents and caregivers and role models the facts that they need to feel confident about having these conversations, Uh, giving talk tips, uh, as Allison mentioned, to specific age groups uh, within development, Uh, being able to have these conversations, uh, thought starters, scenarios in which these uh, conversations make sense. And the good thing about the small talks uh, campaign or the small talks in general is you can have these conversations anywhere. You could be in the drive-thru picking up uh, dinner and you could have this conversation with your kid. Uh, and as you mentioned, you could be going through the grocery store and having these conversations, uh, um, going through the, the liquor or the beer aisle. Uh, and really what we do is we, let, uh, we tune this up in a way that's really approachable. And with those talk tips, we really uh, um, pay it off with uh, um, peer-to-peer modeling behavior uh, of real Wisconsin parents. We have video content. We uh, shot uh, um, videos last summer, actually, in which we had a group of parents share their stories about small talks and the development of their, uh, their children and how they implement these talks. You know, it was very humbling and, and real because they, they took this approach in like, hey, I don't, I don't have all the answers, but I tried. You know, I did mess up sometimes, but I got back to it and I continued it. So it's really just positive reinforcement for parents and caregivers to just like keep at it, you know, to have those conversations and, and to really uh, listen, uh, because that's the thing. Kids have a lot of questions, uh, sometimes a lot of tough questions that you might not have the answer for. So with that, that need uh, that we identify through partners and participants of the campaign, we actually developed some new content uh, on the website, smalltalkswisconsin.org, uh, that's really focused on um, answer helping uh, parents answer those really tough questions that kids may have about alcohol, uh, such as, if alcohol is bad, why do you drink? As a parent, that could catch you off guard. It could be disengaging, and uh, it could uh, put you in a position like, I I don't have the answer to that. And it's okay if you don't. But we want to give the tools and support needed for parents to feel confident in this this concept. So uh, thinking of other questions, did you drink when you were a kid? Why do I need to wait for 21 to drink? Uh, We really provide those answers in that direction uh, that's focused um, uh, on those answers. But to continue the conversation, we also include questions that you can ask your children of varying age groups to be able to uh, facilitate and uh help these uh these conversations uh just flow so through uh for alcohol awareness company develop new content and materials through the uh through fact sheets social media posts um radio spots uh that um partners throughout community could share uh, uh, and promote the campaign uh in addition uh um, DHS is actually uh, sponsoring a production program, so uh, if there's any need for uh, printed materials, um, uh, we uh, are receiving orders and printing those off and sharing those with communities, just to make sure that this message gets out to the entire community, knowing that those community partners are such a huge asset in uh, um, raising awareness and like, really promoting that behavior change. Um, so if uh, there are any uh, people that are interested in participating in the campaign, visit the uh, partner resources page at smalltalkswisconsin.org and uh, place your order today.
0: Great, yeah. Um, so yeah, smalltalkswi.org is the website, right? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, I, I've been going to that website quite a bit um, the last couple of weeks. And just to let listeners know, um, the Jefferson County Drug Free Coalition has ordered some of the yard signs. So um, if you are in Jefferson County and nearby, I would be happy to give you some of our yard signs. And you might see them around um, Jefferson County too, because I've already started distributing those. Um, And I know listeners heard the radio spot as well. I mean, I would love to um, have a couple of radio spots played on our stations in our area too, because those are such great quality. Um, and just before we got on, I was looking at some of the videos I had seen them before, but there were just the, um, videos of parents talking about how they, um, talk to their kids about alcohol use. And, um, I just encourage everyone to do, go to those videos because they are very inspiring and they're not experts on, you know, alcohol use. I mean, they're just regular parents, just like me and you. And, um, I, I think those are, uh, give you some really great ideas on how to get started. Um, But yeah, I I really appreciate all the new information that is on the DHS website, um, especially these sort of hard questions that um, parents might get asked, you know, I mean, because I mean, really, I mean, I'm almost 50. So, you know, back in the day, it was like, high schoolers kind of drank more, I think. And yeah, so... They're going to ask you, you know, did you drink in high school? And you know, you're going to have to answer that, and it's it's going to probably have to be very honest. Um, But yeah, it might be one of those things like do as I you know I say or something as I do. But um, but it's but it gives you some really good just verbiage on how to kind of get that conversation going, and um, and it's okay to be awkward and um, to make mistakes. I think is kind of the point there. And, um, but I really like it too. They also have, you know, just, just um, tips on how to meet kids where they're at, you know, giving them some tools for um, refusal skills. Like, you know, if they're in a situation, if they're at a, you know, if a high schooler is at a party and they don't really want to drink, you know, some things they can, they can say. And so um, I know with, with my daughters, you know, we always have like, just call, no questions asked. I pick you up. That's it. You know, end of story. Um, but, you know, I. It's, it's just really good to kind of know what tools you can put into your toolbox as a parent. So, yeah, I mean, I think this this whole campaign is super well-rounded. I, sh- I should have been in one of those videos.
1: <laughs> <I'm just kidding>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yeah, so, so my last question I have is, um, I know it's been at least 10 years since the parents who host lose the most campaign got get started. You know, um, by Wisconsin DHS, but now you know we've shifted to this this new message for parents, and I'm wondering, um, Allison, um, you know, you know, can we still integrate the parents who host message with this new small talks campaign?
2: Um, great question, Abby. Yes, of course. Um, although the 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 official parents who host lose the most campaign has has been um, retired the message is still embedded in the small talks campaign you know the the policies have changed and that was the main goal of the parents who host besides you know getting the message out to the parents that they should not host underage drinking parties Um, now uh, there are laws against that and so we have um, built that into the small talks campaign um, under the community action part, you know, telling you know, informing parents and whoever else who is, is an adult that hosting um, drinking uh, parties or or providing alcohol to young people is is not something that they should do, and is actually against the law. Uh, so that is part of our campaign. Um, parents who host was a bit of a more targeted initiative when it came to preventing underage drinking. Um, Small talks kind of provides more universal prevention strategies that, um, are actionable, approachable and attainable for everyone. So it kind of, you know, broadens that whole underage drinking prevention message to include a lot more things, including, you know, the, the not hosting, um, and not providing alcohol to youth under, uh, the age of 21. So we, um, We knew that it was time to change and start something different after 10 years. That's kind of a long lifespan for a a, a public health prevention campaign. Um, And so, you know, deciding to start something new and doing a lot of research and, and really starting from zero, researching programs around the country to see if there's something we could replicate. But then we came back to really, you know, we need to do our own wisconsin-centered program uh prevention uh campaign because really we do like we've said several times we have this really unique drinking culture in wisconsin and so it's much more effective for us i think to have this really a wisconsin-based uh and designed uh underage drinking prevention campaign
0: well, thanks, Allison. I like how you say unique drinking culture, because I always say it's a heavy drinking culture, but I guess I can say that because I'm part of a coalition, local <laughs> coalition. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't know how many people even now bring up Parents Who Host and they say, you know, what a great campaign it was and how effective it is. And um, we're still promoting it. I mean, we actually had some yard signs left over from before. And, um people are happy to put them up along with the small talks yard um, ER signs. And I think it's appropriate. I mean, we are gonna have graduations coming up. People are outside more and gathering. And, you know, there are honestly, you know, you know there are some adults who are okay with um, providing alcohol to their children. I mean, although we don't just, we don't encourage that. Um, but, you know, but just letting you know, they have to be careful to not um, provide a space for other kids, you know, to drink alcohol you know, in their home or on their property. So that's always a good reminder, I think. Um, but I do like the small talks message now. I mean, it is really positive and it can pl- be applied to so many different um, types of important conversations. So yeah, I, I'm so glad that this campaign is, is out there and it's uh, really specific to Wisconsin. So, yeah, thank you so much, Allison and Josh, for your time. I so appreciate it um, that you're here today and talking about this and kind of the background of like how this got started. Um, For listeners, um, to find out more information about the resources that we mentioned on this podcast, um, you can go to our website, jeffcodrugfree.org, and go to our blog, and we'll mention it there. Or you can go directly to the Small Talks website, which is smalltalkswi.org.